Praise God, praise God, praise God. And I mentioned this morning, so glad to have the All Britain family here. Amen. Back home. Don't, don't get too comfortable in North Carolina. Don't get too comfortable in North Carolina. I, I was thinking a little while ago, I, preaching this morning, I said, you know, God answers a lot of prayers. I've seen him answer a lot of prayers. I thought, you know, I just need to start praying. God just transfer them right back home. If, if two or three agree together, Sister Desiree, would you agree with me? we just get them right back here. All right, all right, all right. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Amen. He's never had an introduction like this one, I can promise you. Amen. We are glad to have them here. Love them very, very much. Amen. And uh, I'm glad that they are with us tonight. Now I want him just to take his liberty tonight. I want him to preach. I'm ready to hear the word of the Lord. How about you? Amen. We love you, Brother Albritton. Love your family. Amen. Come and take your liberty tonight. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, can we clap our hands to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Ah, I said clap your hands, all you people. Now would somebody take that and shout unto God with a voice, with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, has he been good to anybody in the house? Has the Lord done anything for you today? Hallelujah. Oh, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but right here at the true church, we will remember the name of the Lord. Ah, oh, I feel that in the house today. Man. God is good to his people. Man, it feels good in the house. Man, it is so, so good to be back home, church family. Man, it feels so good to be in the house of God. Man, it is so good. This is so refreshing. Kind of all came as kind of a surprise, but man, God knows how to do it. God knows how to do it. Just a few weeks ago, we were just kind of, planning at our itinerary, kind of getting some things squared away, and uh, didn't know kind of every, how everything was going to shape out, but man, we did it, set it out, prayed about it, and sure enough, and look where we are tonight, back home, back home, so we thank you, church family, man, it feels so good in the house, feels so good, can we just give it up for our pastor, <laughs> Bishop Riggett, <laughs> knows how to do it. Knows how to do it. <laughs> Thank him so much. Thank him so much for this opportunity. Thank him so much. Uh, we were texting just a just a little bit ago, and 
I, I was just so glad <laughs> I sent him a text. And I'm just so glad it didn't come back. New phone, who this? <laughs> I'm just so glad. I said, woo, okay. He responded. Oh, man, we had a good time. Good time in the Lord, I tell you. Uh, uh, if, if things get stuck here, like this Sunday morning, I said, boy, if, if, I, if things go bad enough, I'm just going to slide that little chair out. That, that chair back there still, I told him. That. <laughs> it's back there, okay, man. I said, he, he could blow the, he just blew the. Doors off the place this morning. He did his thing this morning, sitting down half the time. I said, man, I can't even do that good standing up the whole time. So I said, y'all pray for me tonight. Pray for me. Oh, but if I ever know that I'm in the will of God tonight, church family, I know of a surety. I am in the will of God. This whole service, everything has felt so good and been so refreshing. To me and my family, I did not know, church family, this was a shock to me uh, to come back here. This has almost been exactly a year, church family, almost been exactly a year. We left by early June last year. It came all the way back now. It's July. This year, it came back with an extra person. I did not. God had, he, he had something up his sleeve. Yeah, he, he did it. He did it. And uh, this time I said, God, don't do that again. Please don't do that again. But. We came, came back, <laughs> traveling down here. I said, man, I'm coming back with an extra person. I said, if you ever know Revival, brother, <laughs> Pastor Hill, Revival is here. Revival is here. Um, if you have your Bibles, can you turn to Genesis, Genesis 37? How many came to hear the word of the Lord? How many know that, how many know God needs to do something in your life today? How many came expecting God to do something in your life? expecting a word, expecting something. Oh, I can feel it in the house. Thank you, church family. Everything sounds good, looks good. Oh, man, is that a choir over there? Man, okay, okay. Looks good, man, it feels good. Pastor, I was able to talk to Bishop uh, Johnny Goldier just before we came out here, let him know I was coming. Don't always get talked to him. He, he's traveling and everything. He told me, send, send him his greetings to you. So, so. Yeah, good, good man. So he said, oh, man, that, that brother Ricky knows how to preach and teach and everything. So it was nice to catch up with him just a little bit. Also good to see the rest of my brethren over there. We already talked to some of them this morning. Brother Nelson out there. God bless everybody, man. Preliminary remarks. Matter of fact, don't stop. We won't. We'll be here all day. So I better, I better stop. Genesis 37. If you haven't found it by now, Genesis 37, 16, we'll pray for you. If you hadn't found the book of Genesis just yet, we'll be praying, praying for you. Genesis 37, 16, and he said, I will seek my brother and tell me, I pray thee, where they feed the flocks. And the man said, they are departed hence, for I heard them say, let us go down to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brother, found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Behold, this dreamer cometh. Verse 20, Come now, therefore, let us slay him. Cast him into some pit, and we will say, Some evil beast have devoured him. And we shall see what will become 
of his dreams. Behold, the dreamer coming. Took a section of the story of Joseph. Going to endeavor to talk about tonight. Like I said, church family, I know I have heard from God. When I walked in and just saw, I, I didn't know, saw what you guys had on the board, had on the wall projected, the year of promise, the year of promise. I said, man, that feels so good, the year of promise. Started preparing this a few days ago, already had it in the, in the books, still added some things to it, but I'm going to speak on this title, Preach. Between promise and manifestation. Between promise and manifestation. If you put your Bibles down right now, church family, can we go to the Lord in prayer right now? Spirit of a living God, fall fresh on us tonight. We need to hear a word from your God. We need to hear Jesus. We need you to do a work that only you can do. In the house tonight, God, heal, save, deliver. Oh, bring forth, God, bring forth. We thank you for what you've already done. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We thank you, Jesus. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Would the church say amen? Can we clap our hands to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. Come on, would somebody lift your voice once more? Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you for the words that you already spoke to us. God, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Now, God, let us mix those words with faith. Take us from glory to glory. God, take us. Take us. You have more for us. We know you have more for us, God. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, you can be seen in the presence of the Lord tonight. Oh, church family, church family. Brothers and sisters, saints and friends. Ah, uh, I know, I know I'm not the only one that God has spoke a word over your life. I know I'm not the only one that God has promised you something in your life that you might not have just seen come into manifestation just yet. I know, I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> But I know as brothers and sisters, I just came to encourage somebody. Don't get discouraged. Don't get, don't have no backup in your spirit. I don't care if you haven't seen it. I don't care what the devil has told you. But it's still, the promises of God are still yay and amen. And I just want to let somebody know the devil is still a liar. The devil is still a liar. My God is still a healer. No matter who gets healed and who doesn't get healed, he's still a healer. He's still a provider. He's still a way maker. We already sang about it today, tonight. Oh, but trust God again. Trust God again.
Don't give up on God. God still has a plan for your life. Oh, I don't know where life finds you at tonight. I don't care where life finds you at. I don't care what your life and everything has got to this point. I don't care. God is still a way maker. He still has a plan for you. Talking about between promise and manifestation. I read my text today from the story of Joseph. If you've been in church, to church, through church, any length of time, you'll know about the story of Joseph. Joseph has a brother. He is a son of Isaac. He is a son. He comes. He has a dream. He tells his brothers his dream. He says he has sheaves. He has a, the sheaves. Everybody's sheaves is showing obeisance to him. He goes and tells his brothers as 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 a good news as a a, a statement of exclamation hey i had a dream that everybody was showing obeisance to me oh that was met with not everybody didn't think that was so so great in their life that didn't that didn't settle well with his brothers i'm gonna tell somebody tonight be careful who you tell your dream to just be careful who you tell your dream too. Be careful to tell who you tell what God has promised in your life. Just be careful. Be careful. But as the story goes on, they, 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 they see him. His, his dad also gives him a coat of many colors. He goes, and as life goes on, he tells him. All of a sudden, that's where he picked up in our text. He's coming. His dad sends him out. Hey, check on your brothers. Here he comes. And that's when they, they, they declare, behold, the dreamer cometh. Behold, the dreamer cometh. So then they conspire to say, we don't even like Joseph to begin with. We don't even like him. We're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. Sad, sad story here. As it starts out, starts out so good. Genesis 37, 37 and 20. Come now, therefore, let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beasts have devoured him. And we shall see what will become of his dreams. We're going to kill him. Then figure out, can God really do anything now? And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands. And he said, let us not kill him. Let us not kill him. Reuben said, him and shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness. Lay no hand upon him. That they might that he might rid him of a hand to deliver him into his father again. Reuben had a plan himself. I'm here to talk to somebody. The devil, the devil has tried to snuff some things out of you. The devil tried to snuff everything that God has 
put in your life has told you, tried to snuff it out of your life to say, oh, look at what happened now. If I put them through this, if I put them through that, oh, but the story of Job comes to mind. Oh, oh, look at Job. Look at him. He assured, God, let me put my hands on him. And then let me see if he'll praise you. Some things happen in your life God allows. Some things are just life. But the devil will use those things to snuff it out and say, oh, look at now. Can it really happen now? Say, Luke twenty two thirty one. 31, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, Jesus talking to, to Peter, Simon, Simon, the devil had desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. That he, has sift, he might sift you as wheat. He might break everything out of you. Behold, the dreamer cometh. Let us throw him in a pit. Let's kill him. And see where the dreams come. See what happens to the dream. But guess what, Reuben? Reuben, oh, Holy Ghost, thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, Simon Peter, but I prayed for you. But I prayed for you. That's your faith not fail. There's a Reuben that stood up and said, hey, let's throw him in the pit. Don't kill him, throw him in the pit. And I'm here to talk to somebody. Oh, you think the pit's a bad place, but I'm here to talk to you right now. There's a pit of protection. It's a pit of protection. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. I feel I came to encourage church family. A pit of protection. Yeah, that pit might be, it might be cold, it might be damp, but guess what? God's protecting you. He's protecting you. He says, I prayed for you that your faith not fail. But what happened? He put him in a pit. He put him in a pit. A cold, dark, damp pit. Let that sink in. We sing songs, oh, God's been good to me. But you don't know I'm in a pit tonight. I'm in a pit. It don't feel so good. It don't feel so good right now. God told me he was going to do this. God told me he was going to do that. But I'm in a pit tonight. I'm in a pit. God still had done what he said he was going to do. Nevertheless, the situation got Worse, talking about Joseph here tonight, a pit of protection. The pit didn't feel good. It feel good. But God had his way of protecting Joseph and said, Joseph, still got work for you to do, but I'm going to have to send you to a pit. And I'm here to tell somebody, don't get bitter in the pit. Don't get discouraged in the pit. Don't get, don't give up on God in the pit. God still has you right where he wants you. In the pit. In the pit. A pit of protection. He goes now in the pit 
they was going to kill him, and that's the way God protected him. Sent Reuben, throw him in the pit. All of a sudden, there's a band coming. Some traders coming and say, hey, let's trade them. Let's trade them. Let's trade them. Joseph goes. He goes. Gets traded as a slave. Goes to the Pharaoh's house. All of a sudden, things are looking up. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. Man, revival's starting to happen. Revival's starting to break out. Oh, I'm working for the Pharaoh. I'm working for Pharaoh now. Things are happening and looking better. I'm here to tell somebody when to walk with God, it's going to be a thing of hills and valleys. It's a thing of hills and valleys. And you must trust God just as much on the top of the mountain, just as much as in the, in the valley. You still got to trust. He's the same God back then. It's the same God now. It's the same God that got you to the mountaintop. That's the same God that's going to take you through the valley. Same God. Gets to Potiphar's house. Gets to Pharaoh's, Potiphar's the queen. All of a sudden, he's working, doing his job, and Potiphar propositions him. Tries to present herself. He, he, he turns away, gets out of there. She lies on him, and then to the prison. Gets locked up just when things were going good. Just when things were looking up. Just when things seemed to be getting a little bit better. He's locked up. He's locked up. And I want to tell somebody, God will put you in a spot where you can't do anything but lean on God. Joseph couldn't do nothing else but lean on God during that time. He put him in a prison. He locked him up. Am I talking to anybody that feels locked up in my situation? My situation seems like I'm so stuck. I don't know where to turn. I don't know where. I don't know what's going on. I'm so uncertain. It was getting good. And now look where I'm at. Look where I'm at. But I want us to look at the story. I want us to look at this scripture. Genesis 39, 20. Genesis 39 and 20. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. A place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in prison. Behold, the dreamer cometh. Behold, the dreamer cometh. Verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph. I said, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. 
And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under him because the Lord was with him. That which he, hit, which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. I'm here to tell somebody, it's a prison of provision. It's a prison of provision. God still has his hand on you. Even though it might feel like you're locked up, it might feel like God's not answering. But God is still, he has his hand on you. He said... And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper, even in the prison. Even in the prison. I can hear the devil laughing. Somebody's there. You thought you go down to that church, they shout and dance, and everything would be working out for your favor. Everything is going to work out for you now. You're not going to have no problems. All your bills going to be paid. You're going to get the best job of your life, and everything's going to be hunky-dory from here on out. The whole the dreamer coming. Said, I'm in jail. I'm in jail. But what they also don't tell you is even if I'm in a tight spot, God still has his hands on me. God still has his hands on me. Set I'm going to tell somebody, and somebody needs to shout right here, saying, you lost again. You lost again. I might be in a prison, but guess what? God still has his hands on me. He still has his hands on me. He's still making it to prosper. He's still working everything out for my favor. I want somebody to grab that in the Holy Ghost right now. I don't care what the devil has thrown your way. I don't care where life finds you. I don't care who walked away from you. What happened at the job? What the doctor said? Saying, you lost again. Saying, have desired to have you, but I prayed for you. I mean to tell somebody, God is on your side. I'm God is on your side. Despite the circumstances, I don't care what your family told you. I said, I don't care what your family told you. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I don't care what the therapist told you. I know a God. I know a Savior. I know he can still break chains off your life. I serve a God who still knows what to do and has it all in his hands. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. The devil thought he had me, but I got away, Brother Nelson. The devil thought he had me. He put me in the pit, Sister Poitier. I mean, I might be in prison today, but guess what? He's still with me. He still has his hands on me. He's still with me. Even 
in the prison. He still made Joseph to prosper. Still made Joseph to prosper. He said everything. His hand. The keeper of the prison said, hey, you're Joseph. Didn't you work in Pharaoh's house? You working? What are you doing in prison? Well, since you're here, <laughs> you get the corner office. <laughs> take the clipboard. <laughs> take the keys. <laughs> I know you was a good man in Pharaoh's house. Not sure what happened to you. But hey, since you're here, <laughs> take this. <laughs> the prisoners need to be let out at this time. They need to be put back in at this time. And you guess what, Joseph? You, you make sure that happened. <laughs> it's all under your watch. Joseph said, what? <laughs> I thought I was in trouble. He said, well, maybe not, but not here. Guess what? You go in the office. In prison of provision, God still took, still took care of Joseph. All of a sudden, the story goes on. Story details the butler and the baker probably had the candlestick maker in there too, but they just didn't record that part. But the butler and the baker both have dreams. All of a sudden, power of God hits Joseph. Joseph interprets the dreams, tell him, hey, one of y'all about to get restored, the other one, you about to die. I said, man, Joseph, couldn't the sugar sugar coat it? No. No way. Told him about to die. Sure enough, it all comes to pass. The one goes to the king's house, forgets about him. Forgets about him. Gets his job back. Doing his thing. Joseph's still in prison. Joseph's still in prison. All of a sudden, one day, the king hears about that guy. All of a sudden, the king has a story, a, a dream himself. Nobody can figure it out. Nobody. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody can figure out the dream. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Butler said, wait a minute. There was a guy. There was a guy. I had a dream. He figured it out. There was a guy. I'm going to tell a story. I have it told publicly. Publicly before. Happened a few years ago. Many of you know, I'm at the home church. So I know you guys know. Served a couple years. Air Force Guard. International Kansas Air National Guard. And prior to that, doing a little bit, I knew I knew I had a call of God on my life. I knew it. I knew it. <clears throat> Without a doubt, life happens. God called me at a young age, 17 years of age. Uh, life happened, man, one thing after another. Like just, just one thing after another. Just seemed to, life happened. 
end up joining the guard, going going across overseas. Well, not even overseas just yet. Basic training. I, I remember, not not put a caveat, not not advocating military service by no means. Talk to you, man of God. Talk to you, man of God. This is my story. Got over there, basic training, hit one thing, man. I never, never been away from church. Always raised in church from 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 born. <laughs> Somebody said every every ever since I came to America, I was in church. <laughs> Some of y'all get that tomorrow morning. <laughs> ever since I came to America. Just knew, knew, knew the hand of God was on my life. Knew it. Get over there. I, I get to basic training, and I could see things. Things would just happen. I, I, I would get called out for the most different details. There, there, there would be times that I, I remember one, one detail I got when, when, when in the Air Force there, they, they were going through some situations, so they had a, a thing called buddy uh, wingman, a wingman situation. So everywhere you went, you had to have somebody. Hey, take your wingman, take your wingman, take your wingman. So we get down there. I'm, I'm always with somebody. In church, I know. I kind of, you know, you know that urge. You know, you got to get away, get it still away. Just want to spend some time with God. So one time I got a detail, which it, it, was, it, was, it was the weirdest thing. It was a reception hall for the parents to come in with the graduating class come in. And they had a slideshow. That they told me. So one guy, one of the MTI said, hey, I want you to go backstage and run this slideshow. Just run it. He said, but it's gonna, it runs itself. So I just want you to sit in that chair and just watch the slideshow. <laughs> and I said, just watch. He said, you don't really got to do nothing. Just sit there and watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, tell me, I got about 30 minutes alone. Nobody else around. Just me and God. And I said, I looked back and I said, how in the world did I get this? But I knew, I knew it was God that just carved out a cleft in a rock for me just for just a little bit to just sit there by myself where I could just meditate on God and be with him and spend time with him. And I knew, I said, man, God, you're awesome. You're awesome. Fast forward just a little bit of time, speeding up a time say. I'm going across seas. My second, my second deployment. Going across. I'm discouraged. I'm discouraged, Pastor. I'm like, man, God, what in the world am I doing? Going all the way across seas. What am I doing? Get, get, get overseas. I said, God, I know you call me. I'm, I, I'm working on messages that I have no place to preach. Working on things and working. Have Bibles. I, I taught Bible. I had been there. I said, man, I'm, I, I know. I just know God has something for me. But what am I doing? Wait, going all the way to the Middle East. Finally, we touched down. Touched down all the way in the Middle East. I get to my shop. I get to my shop. As soon as I open the door. Soon as I open the door, just got there, don't know nobody there. I don't know I know anybody there. Get to the door. They open up, and they, my first guy says, hey, you're a preacher. At that time, I didn't tell him this. At that time, I was doubting myself. I was doubting the call of God in my life. I said, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing way over in the Middle East. 
But he said, hey, you're a preacher. I said, yes, sir. He said, I've been reading my Bible all the way over here in the middle. I've been reading my Bible. I looked down and he had it right there. I said, oh, you are. I said, okay, let's talk. We need to talk. Little did I know, it was about two or three guys in the shop that had been seeking God. Had been seeking God and was wanting an answer, wanting things, somebody to explain them the plan of salvation. I said, hey, we got some time. I can spend with you. I can spend. God, let me know. Hey, you get out the way. You get out the way. Tell me, I'll move when I want to move. You might feel like you're in a prison, but guess what? I'm going to lay it out right there in front of you. I still got my hands on you. Still got my hands on you. I said, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I know, spent probably a couple hours, a couple days giving Bible studies all the way over in the Middle East. Boom my mind. Blew my mind. God said, hey, I got you. I got you. All the way. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. Joseph in prison. Now with the Pharaoh having his dreams. Pharaoh has his dreams. They call for Joseph. Joseph gets himself together, goes, interprets the king's dreams, said there was was seven lean cows, seven cows, cows, but then there came seven fat cows, came, devoured them, still was lean after they devoured them. Oh, mate, said, come on. Can you tell me? Can you tell me the meaning of the dream? Yes. Yes. Joseph goes, finds the interpretation, finds it, gets it, tells him, hey, there's a famine coming. There's going to be years of plenty. Seven years of plenty. It's going to be seven years of famine. It's going to be almost worse. You almost going to forget there was a years of plenty. It's going to be so bad. The famine's going to be so bad. All of a sudden, the Pharaoh says, hey, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Joseph puts together a plan. Hey, in the years of in the years of plenty, we're gonna stock up. We're gonna stock up. We're gonna stock up so well. We're gonna stock up first. Wait a minute. Hey, that's a good plan. That's a good plan. I'm gonna tell somebody I didn't quote the full scripture earlier, Luke 22, 31. But then he says, Simon, Simon, Satan have a desire to have you sift you the week. He said, But I prayed for you. But after that, he said, Hey, strengthen your brethren. Says, strengthen your brother. I'm gonna tell somebody, you're gonna go through some things to help the next one. You're gonna go through some things to help the next one. Make it a little easier on them to encourage them. Say, hey, hey, wait a minute. I've been through that. I can help you through this. I can help you through this. I can help you. I can help you. But Joseph said, hey, we're going to stock up in those years of plenty. We're going to stock up for we can finish out, but we can survive the famine. Pharaoh said, hey, I like that plan. I like that. I like that. I like that. Hey, hey, by the way, by the way, what was you doing? By the way, who are you? 
I'd imagine. This is it, Bob. Doesn't record it, but I know Joseph had to be thinking, hey, you don't remember me? <laughs> I was the same guy that worked for you a little bit ago. Hey, you the one threw me in prison. You the one. Your wife, your wife lied on me. Your wife lied on me. You put me in prison. That's why earlier what I said, don't get bitter in the prison. There might be somebody, there might just be somebody on your job that's dependent on you. But if you walk around in your prison bitter, bitter at God, why am I here? I could have been, I could have been all the way over in the Middle East. I could have been moping around. I could have been saying, oh, Bible, what's that? No, I don't know. No, don't get bitter in prison. Because you never know, you never know what to come on, come up in life and say, hey, wait a minute, I need to know the way out. I need to know the way out. Pharaoh, you just threw me in prison, but guess what? I'm going to save your life later on. And never do we record that Joseph had an attitude. Never, never do we record Joseph had an attitude to say, hey, Pharaoh, uh uh-uh. Let's be real. Let's be real here. How many of us have been thrown in prison and then said, oh, it's all good? No, we'd have been pretty mad. We'd all been pretty hot. Said, oh, but Joseph realized I had a dream. I had a dream. I know what God has called me to do. I know what God has called me to do. I know the hand of God is on my life. And I'm here. I'm about done, church family. I feel like God wants to do something. I feel like God wants to encourage somebody. I feel like God wants to lift somebody up tonight to tell you just because you're in between promise and manifestation, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't you dare turn around. Don't you dare give up. God has still got your back. Picking up, I'm about done. 41, Genesis 41, 41, and 41, and Joseph, I mean, Pharaoh, excuse me. It really is the verse. I didn't repeat myself. It is 41, 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand. Put it upon Joseph's hand. Arrayed him in vestures of fine linen. Put a gold chain around his neck. Made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Between... Promise and manifestation. For the sake of time, I couldn't go into every single detail of that story. But God will put you in a protected pit. Then take you to a prison of provision on the journey to manifestation.
But you gotta stay. You gotta stay. You gotta stay in the hand of God. You gotta stay in the will of God. You've got to stay in the house of God. And when Joseph was 30 years old, that jumped out at me on the page as I read this. It's somehow the Bible records his exact age, 30 years old. When Joseph was 30 years old, I'm about done, church family. And I feel God wants to do something, do something in this house. Let's all stand, let's all stand. Joseph was 30 years old, 30 years old. I feel like, I feel like somebody, feel like somebody's walked in tonight to say, Man, I don't know, don't know what's going on really in my life. I'm a little confused. I'm just going to go see what happens. Don't know where you're at. You might be in the pit, might be in prison, or back up even further. You might have told somebody your dream, and they laughed at you. I don't know where life finds yet today. And I don't know if I can be, if I may just be, I'm, I'm going to draw out about that age just a little bit. Don't know where you're, you're on. Joseph, Joseph had to wait till year 30 till he saw his promise come into manifestation. I don't know what year you're at. Some of you might be on year 20. Some might be on year 25. Some might be on year 29, but I'm here to tell you, when Joseph was 30 years old, the thing about it, I don't know. I don't know what year God's going to do it for you. I can't tell you, but we got to have faith. Pastor talked about this morning. Faith. We need the faith. But I'm here to tell you, you got to keep the faith. Keep the faith. I don't know when it's going to happen. Joseph, it happened at year 30. He saw it. But I don't know what year it's going to happen for you. But I'm here to tell you, you better stay. Stay in the house of God. Stay right where God wants you. Because if you notice, God has his hand on you in each and every stage of life. When Joseph was 30 years old. Remember, a couple of years ago, my sweet daughter, we have one of these contraptions in the house. They give them a name nowadays, Alexa, Google, whatever. We have these contraptions in our houses. We have our name is Alexa. Her birthday was coming up. So... She kept running to mom. Said, hey, mom, how, how many days until my birthday? 
So my wife would go, Alexa, how many days until June 6th? By that time, it was probably a month and a half, you know, kids, their birthday. She said, Alexa would come back, hey, it's going to be 30 days. Little time go by. Little time go by. Hey, mom, how many days until my birthday? Alexa, how many time, How many days until June 6th? Oh, come back, 15 days. All of a sudden, a little, a little bell run off, went off in her head. She said, hey, I, I can skip mom. I can skip mom. Mom is being the middleman here. I'll just ask Alexa how many days. So she'd go, Alexa, how many days to my birthday? He'd come back 10 days till June 6th. How many days until my birthday? Come back four days. Alexa, how many days until my birthday? As the time got closer, two days, one day, got more and more excited around the house. I told that story for the basic point. It says, when Joseph was 30 years old. I don't know if it happened on birth. I'm just using my imagination right now. But how many of us are saying, God, how many days until my birthday? How many days before I see the promise? How many days till I see what you promised that you told me you was going to do? How many days? How many days? God, how many days until I see the manifestation of your glory in my life? I don't know what need and our purpose. I mentioned some needs, but I didn't mention, mention a lot of needs on purpose because I didn't want us to get to the point where, hey, all that he didn't mention my need. So guess what? It's not for me tonight. Easy in church people, we do that. Whatever your need is, it says, and Joseph was 30 years old. As the music begins to play, I want somebody to come down here. I don't care if it's healing you need. I don't care if you need deliverance. I don't know what you need. I just know a God that is here that is ready to meet your need. You say, hey, I got a God, I got a God-sized problem. Well, guess what? I know a God-sized God. He knows exactly. He knew, he knew what you were gonna do today. He knew this, this day was coming. He knew it. Before you was even born, he knew this day. So guess what? I want you to get up out of your seat. I want you to get up from where you are. I don't care if you got to get in the aisle. I don't care if you got to get up front. I don't care, but you just need to move. I say you just need to move. I'm going to tell you something right now. Today, when you was talking about that, that net, 
And we've heard the story several times. The net, where, where, where the disciples said, we've been tolling all night. Pastor talked about it today. I wonder, Pastor, what would happen if they weren't even doing nothing? I don't think God would have did anything. He said, yeah, I did in the boat with the net, and you're not doing nothing. But guess what? You was toiling all night. You was toiling all night. And he said, guess what? Throw the, throw, throw the net on the other side of the ship. Throw it on the other, the other side. And guess what? We knew what happened. And I'm telling you, you, we serve a God of action. We can sit here all day and say, oh, God, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to do this. But guess what? God said, hey, you move, then I'll move. So that's why I wanted you to move. And now, church family, we're about to pray. And I don't know what you need God to do. But I, I hope you came down here with some faith. I hope you came down here with some faith. I hope you did. Because right now, I'm pretty sure a lot of us, if not all of us, are right where I'm talking about. We in between promise and manifestation. We haven't seen God do it. We know God's going to do it. We know he's going to do it. But guess what? We're here. And the devil tells you every day, ha-ha, God didn't do it today. He didn't do it today. He didn't bring it back today. He didn't supply the need today. He does it. He does it to us. The devil's a liar. So guess what? The power of God's about to hit this place. But you got to have faith. You got to have faith. You got to have faith. What I want us to do right now, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to lift your hands as high as you can get them. Come on. Come on. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on. Come on. Come on, church family. Yes. We, we're in between promise and manifestation right now. We don't know when God's going to do it. We don't know how he's going to do it. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to do it. I said, I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to do it. It took, it took Joseph till he was 30 years old. I don't know how long it's going to take it. But guess what? Right now, we're going to ask God. We're going to tell him, God, I need you right now. God, there's a need. There's a need in my life. God, I need you to work. I need you to work. I need you to work. Come on, church family. Come on, come on.